Hi, this is Chris. And this is Elmi. And we know something about astrology. I'm a Sagittarius. Elmi is a Scorpio. Today is Saturday, January 29th, and this is for the week of January 29th through February 4th. Venus went direct today. Yay! The planet Venus ended its retrograde phase around 1 a.m. Pacific time this morning, January 29th. Mm. Venus had been retrograde since December 19th of last year. So Venus was retrograde for about 40 days. Mm. And now that it's direct, we are all going to be showered with beauty and good vibes mm -hmm. and no one will ever have an argument with anyone else ever again. Hooray. Yay. And that's definitely an exaggeration, of <laughs> course, but I am a Sagittarius, and we are prone to embellish a bit. But with Venus going direct, this will help quite a bit with our relationships and our relations with other people. Hopefully, Venus going direct will bring a lighter touch to things and will help all of us feel a little bit more pleasant both about ourselves, and hopefully we can extend that pleasantness to others. Now, Venus is still in its shadow phase until March 1st. Even though it's gone direct, they're still taking some time for it to get back up to speed. They call that its shadow phase. So it won't be functioning at 100% efficiency necessarily, but I'm actually thinking by Valentine's Day, February 14th or thereabouts, will more or less be in the clear from this particular Venus retrograde. Uh, now, because Venus was retrograde in the sign of Capricorn, there's a decent chance we've been reviewing things pertaining to our work and our career. Those are the things Capricorn is interested in. Uh, also reviewing things around relationships because that's the domain of Venus. Mm. Love relationships, business relationships. If some of those relationships were meant to come to an end, well, they might have ended during this phase over the last 40 days when Venus was retro. Or they could still end up uh, ending over the next couple of weeks now that Venus has gone direct. Um, so we'll see. But we're definitely reviewing those areas of our lives right now. And Venus, fortunately, will not go retrograde again until July 22nd, 2023. Uh, so at that point, it'll be in the sign of Leo. That will be our next Venus retrograde in 2023. Uh, for now, though, Venus is still at 11 degrees Capricorn. I mentioned last week that Venus went to 11 degrees Capricorn on January 22nd, and it's staying at 11 degrees Capricorn until February 5th. So that's a long time for it to be at that same degree. Venus normally changes a degree a day. It'll move about one degree a day. So when it just hangs out there at the same degree for a couple of weeks, you know, it's like it's not really uh, functioning as well as it could. Uh, but it'll get back to its usual, its usual pace around Valentine's Day. That's when Venus will start moving about one degree a day again. Uh, so that's why I was saying around Valentine's Day, it'll more or less be functioning at its normal strength, even though the shadow phase technically lasts until March 1st. Now, last Monday, January 24th, Mars changed signs from Sagittarius to Capricorn. So as far as Mars goes, you know, Mars is our motivation, our actions, our passions, our, our drive. So Mars went from Sagittarius, which symbolizes optimism, exuberance, a sort of, you know, we'll fix it later kind of energy. Let's just live in the moment. And it entered Capricorn, 
which is far less of that let's live in the moment energy uh, than Sagittarius. Uh, Capricorn is like, let's see what the rules are and let's follow the rules and let's take things at a much slower pace. So Mars changed signs last Monday. And I always say that people can be a bit irritable around the time Mars changes signs. I know I was a bit salty on Monday. <laughs> Joe Biden was a bit salty on Monday. That's when he called the reporter a bad word. And that's also the day Neil Young announced he wanted his music removed from Spotify. And, you know, when I saw Neil Young was upset, I looked, of course, at his chart. Why wouldn't I? <laughs> and I saw that Neil Young has Mars. You know, Mars is that plan of action. If we're going to pick a fight with someone, we're going to look at the Mars. That's usually, you know, when, when we do battle, we look at Mars. Uh, and Neil Young's Mars is at zero degrees Leo. Now, on Monday, Mars was at zero degrees Capricorn. Now, Leo and Capricorn don't necessarily vibe very well. Yeah. Um, Leo and Capricorn the, the forms a, a, what they call an in-conjunct or a quinsunx. Uh, signs that are five signs apart in the zodiac just kind of have different ways of doing things. So Leo and Capricorn are five signs apart in the zodiac. They call that an in-conjunct. So mm. Neil Young's Mars was feeling a bit irritable on Monday for sure, mm -hmm. uh, whether he was aware of that or not. And especially when Mars is at the zero degree or when Mars is at the 29 degree, that's around the time when any of us, if we're having that influence at that time, that we can feel a bit impulsive or we're more likely to react or be reactionary. So in this case, Neil Young said he wanted Joe Rogan removed from Spotify. He wanted Spotify to say to Joe Rogan, Joe, you've been Spotify-fired. God, okay. Spot of fired. Yeah, I just said that. Yeah. Um, anyway, and also we are in Aquarius, right? And so I looked up Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan is a Leo. His son is in oh. Leo. And as I mentioned last week, Leos can have a tough time being awesome during Aquarius season. The sun is far away from Leo at that point. It's as far away as it's going to get uh, over the course of the year. So that might be also why... Um, Neil Young took, happened to take aim at him around this time of year. Now, obviously, there's a thing called COVID, which is a very serious thing, and I don't mean to make light of that at all. But um, there was just one thing I noticed, like, you know, when people do get upset or lose their cool in life, whatever the scenario might be, I usually feel it has something to do with Mars. <laughs> um, and in this case, it just... I just kind of was like, oh, yeah, there you go. I'm putting my finger on that. So while Mars is in Capricorn, this could be an ongoing issue. We could see, you know, other um, like Joni Mitchell has also chimed in now and is also doing the same thing. She wants her music removed uh, at the recording of this podcast. I did not have a, a chance to look at Joni Mitchell's uh, chart, but um, we'll see how that goes. But that was just something um, I don't know, that I noticed. I don't know. For whatever it's worth. But speaking of Mars being in Capricorn, even though we are in Aquarius season, there are several planets in Capricorn right now. So it's still, an, it, to me at least, it feels like we're still in Capricorn season. Uh, so the tone, you know, for the next week, probably continuing, is going to be business, business, business. Uh, anytime we're dealing with Capricorn energy, we're taking a cold, hard look at what is working and what isn't working, and we're editing things. We're editing aspects of our life. Uh, that's what Capricorn does. Uh, so with Mars and Capricorn, we're, ed we're editing, we're decluttering. 
Uh, the last time Mars was in Capricorn was February 16th, 2020 to March 30th, 2020, which was, uh, again, speaking of COVID, that was right around that time when we were entering lockdown. We we're still trying to figure out what, what all this was about. And we were thinking about lack. I mean, that was when a lot of us were going to the grocery stores or lining up outside the grocery stores and wondering, you know, do we have enough? Is there enough food? Uh, we were thinking about supply chains, the availability of food, things we normally took for granted, all the focused there all of a sudden was like on lack. We're like, geez, is there really enough? And that mm -hmm. is something Capricorn looks at, like, do we have enough? Um, mm -hmm. That's also around the time Almy and I started this podcast. <laughs> so, yeah. um, but with Mars and Capricorn, you might find yourself working with someone older than you, maybe dealing with your parents, your grandparents, uh, dealing with people older than you, issues around trusts, inheritance, wills um the bank the bank is very capricorn uh <laughs> let's see how the banks do over the next handful of weeks um they, they also say though that mars is exalted in capricorn now mars's ruling planet is aries uh it also used to be scorpio um but they also say that Mars functions well in the sign of capricorn that's why they say it's exalted in capricorn and i think part of the reason for that is that mars can be quite blunt and so can Capricorn. Capricorn can be blunt, too, in its communication. Uh, Capricorn does not like funny business, you know. And, and Capricorn can be absolutely ruthless at times when it comes to setting boundaries. And Mars likes that, too. It likes to have a specific thing that it can set its mind on and go from there. Um, with Mars and Capricorn, we're going to be working with tried and true methods to solve problems. Uh, a Capricorn is not interested in reinventing the wheel. It would prefer to work with the systems that are already in place. Mars and Capricorn, I would say, is also good at breaking things down into easier steps. Mm. So taking baby steps towards your goals. Um, with Mars and Sagittarius, you know, I have Mars and Sagittarius. Um, sometimes with Mars and Sag, you know, we can feel a little bit scattered. We see possibility in everything. <laughs> And um, whereas with Mars and Capricorn, now we get into, okay, maybe you had some good brainstorming stuff while Mars was in Sagittarius. At the same time, maybe you didn't get much done with Mars and Sagittarius, uh, but you can do it now with Mars and Capricorn. Mars and Capricorn is that, what's that term, no, nose to the grindstone mm -hmm. kind of energy. Um, but again, it's slowing down. It's working with, um, again, just taking those smaller steps, not taking these big leaps, but small steps that will hopefully lead to... Um, long-term long-term benefits mm. um mars and capricorn can also have a depressing edge to it uh because capricorn is ruled by saturn and saturn and pluto are two of those planets that can be very indifferent to things saturn and pluto do not work with feelings um saturn and pluto work with uh you know endings um and, and doing the things that just have to be done one way or the other the limit limitations of life the limitations of being a human so it can be a little tricky to find the love sometimes so remember to take care of yourself with mars and capricorn remember uh you know if you do new agey kind of stuff anyway like work on your heart chakra it's good for that you know uh, don't be too hard on yourself. Um, Mars and Capricorn might show us areas of our life that could use improvement or maybe definitely need some corrections or adjustments. So um, 
and, and a lot of reality. There's always a lot of reality anytime Capricorn is involved. And things can feel quite permanent, even though the only constant in life is change. Capricorn can make things seem very rigid at the time. Um, and the rules and the laws of society can really come in, into focus mm. during these times. Um, anyway, Mars is in Capricorn until March 6th. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, um, yeah, let's, let's transition to the Ask a Scorpio segment of the show. Now, at the top, I mentioned that Elmi is a Scorpio, and she's been a Scorpio her entire life. She was born October 24th, and every week I like to ask Elmi a question to get her Scorpio take on life. Now, Elmi, have some breaking news today. Mm-hmm. Quarterback Tom Brady announced his retirement. Mm-hmm. Now, as a Scorpio, how do you feel about Tom Brady retiring? I'm devastated. Devastated. And, and and why is that? Are you, are you like a big football fan? Is, is that part of the reason? No, I'm a big Tom Brady fan. And I didn't really start to become such a fan of Tom Brady until recently. And I really, really enjoyed last year's Super Bowl. And I thought it was just not only a great show, but it just really showed me that Tom Brady really is the GOAT. Yeah. I thought he was so impressive. I had, you know, I... I known of Tom Brady, of course, but I didn't realize just how incredibly unstoppable he was. And in his 40s for football, too, that's a big deal. And it weirdly inspired me. I felt very inspired by him. So I was rooting for him. I was so devastated by the loss um, that happened. What was that two weeks ago now? A week uh, ago? Last week. Last yeah, week. They lost to the Rams. It was so close. It was like the Bucks were determined to lose. And Brady was like, no, come on, we have this. And he did the unthinkable once again where he was able to tie it and it just wasn't enough so I'm devastated that he's going out on this note I'm devastated he's leaving in general to me it's like hearing that my favorite show got canceled and I honestly I don't care about football anymore there's I have no one to root for I I don't really care that much about our team I don't know any of those people Hmm. I was rooting for Brady so it's kind of a bummer for me so Matthew Stafford is not going to. Okay, he's not going to fill that void. Is what is what you're no, saying? No, there's no one. No one's going to fill that void. If you're going to root for someone, you root for the best. At least that's how I saw it. Because I'm not a big sports person, right? So what was my way in? It was Brady. Um, I don't. I thought he was just. To me, like he was so obviously the best that he defied like rooting for a certain team, or any of that sort of thing. It was just like I was solely rooting for him because he was so unusually good in so many different ways and so inspiring to me. So, no, there's no one who could fill that. Uh, there's no one who's even close in in my point of view. Yeah, I mean there are, I mean in the sports world there are always people who are going to bring up arguments about other quarterbacks, but um, as far as the number of Super Bowls won, no one's won no more one's... Super Bowls than Tom Brady. And therefore yeah. he is, yes, the greatest quarterback to ever play. And he just game. makes the game interesting. No other yeah. quarterback would have you glued to the screen like that mm-hmm. when there's like two minutes left. Like that's when Tom Brady really shines. And yeah. I thought his voodoo magic would be enough and it just wasn't. And it's just I think it's a sad note to end on. Um, and I'm just bummed out because I don't know. I just kind of don't care about the sport anymore because it's just, it was never my sport to begin with. And now, I, I don't know. I The best way I can say is it really does feel like my favorite TV show got canceled just very suddenly. I mean, I'd heard the rumors that were building these past few days. But, yeah, yeah so, no, I don't think there's anyone even close. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm certainly not rooting for Aaron Rodgers, so. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, sorry. Well, I tell you, though, I mean, this is one of those deals, I mean, I, I okay, I, I believe that Tom Brady has retired. I believe that. At the same time, I'm leaving the door slightly open. Um, now, you know, Tom Brady is a Leo. As we mentioned, this is a tough time of year for Leo. So he's probably not feeling <laughs> so hot. I mean, if, he, if his team was winning, they're playing in the Super Bowl, it's a different story. But right, he's got yeah. some time to think now. Sun's in Leo. We're in Aquarius season. So he's probably already like, eh, I don't feel so great. His moon is in Aries. Um, his moon's cardinal energy in general right now is just having a tough go of it with all these Capricorn planets. Um, so the other cardinal signs, I would say Aries, Libra, and Cancer might be feeling this energy really harshly right now. Um, and he also has Venus and Cancer. Tom Brady has Venus and Cancer. Venus has been, you know, afflicted in Capricorn for some time now. He's probably just not feeling so great. I could see him, we'll see how things go, but I could see him unretiring come fall potentially. Another thing I'm looking at is that he is Libra rising. Libra does have a tendency to change its mind, uh, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. It's just, you know, Libra can tend to go back and forth on stuff. Mm. So even though this might feel like a permanent thing now, I could potentially see him unretiring down the road when the planets are in a better spot for him personally. Has that happened before? I think of Brett Favre in terms of someone oh. as a quarterback who retired, unretired, or at least would drag it out as to what he was going to do. And again, that's a tough decision for an athlete, uh, regardless of your sign. And, yeah. and Brett Favre was or continues to be a Libra. And he also <laughs> has a lot. Like, I looked at Brett Favre's chart once, and it's just all Libra. It's just massive amounts of Libra planets. So I can mm. see why that would be tricky for him to, uh, to make a, such a massive decision like that. Um, but again, I'm leaving the door open for Brady here. Um, yeah, I, I, I could see him coming back. Again, I'm not, we don't get into astrology for the predictive elements of it, but right. um, I'm just looking at it. I'm like, well, there's a chance. So anyway, um, thank you, Almy, as always, for sharing your Scorpio perspective. We appreciate it. Oh, yeah. And no offense to Aaron Rodgers fans. I just, that guy's not my style. Yeah. I just don't think he's a team player. What made Brady so great was he was the ultimate team player, and mm. he still managed to shine as a team leader in spite of being a team player, I mm. feel. I just feel he, he was encompassed everything that was great about the sport and about winning in general. Um, and I just don't... Aaron Rodgers wanted to be the host of Jeopardy. Like, come on. That's not... Aaron Rodgers is a Sagittarius, so he's yeah. going to have some weird hobbies and yeah. some... Uh, which is fine. Yeah, which is fine. If you want to be the host of Jeopardy, that's fine. Yeah. That is not being the greatest quarterback of all time, and that's not even trying. So I'm just saying there's no one to me who can replace Brady. So if he changes his mind and comes back, I will be thrilled, and I might even believe him again. Okay. Well, there you go. So um, we'll see what happens here. We'll see. Um, <laughs> That concludes the Ask a Scorpio segment of our show. Thank Incredibly you. Incredibly dramatic portion of the show. Thank you, Ellie. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, what else we got here? The planet Mercury is back in Capricorn. Uh, Mercury retrograded back into Capricorn last Tuesday, the 25th. Uh, usually with Mercury and Capricorn, I associate that with just clear communication, you know, no frills, yes and no answers, no funny business. However, Mercury is still retrograde. So we'll see how that goes. But again, um, a lot of planets are in Capricorn. So, uh, you know, a lot of things in our mind are right now are pertaining to, you know, finances, our career, yeah, and then the more mundane things of life that Capricorn is associated with, like insurance, taxes, you know, human resources. Uh, Capricorn is also great with tradition, nostalgia. Um, anytime Capricorn's doing stuff, I always feel like watching old movies, you know, that kind of a thing. 
Mercury retrograde, however, will end this week. Mercury will go direct this Thursday, February 3rd. As we always say, give it a week or two afterwards for, you know, communications to really get back up to speed. Mm -hmm. But at least on Thursday, February 3rd, Mercury will be going direct. And then Mercury will not go retrograde again until May 10th. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so much to talk about this week. I, I, I can't believe this got pushed until this part of the show. But uh, this Tuesday, February 1st, is the Lunar New Year. Woo-hoo. Yay. Uh, it's the year of the, of the tiger, and it's a water tiger specifically. Oh. Yeah. Uh, the last time we had a water tiger year was 1962. Mm-hmm. And some events that took place in the U.S. or around the world during 1962, we're looking at the Cuban Missile Crisis, Marilyn Monroe died, Mm. Nelson Mandela was arrested, John Glenn became the first American to orbit Mm. Earth, and 1962 was also the year the first McDonald's restaurant opened. Mm. Yeah, now I'm singing We Didn't Start the Fire in My Head. Yeah. Old Miss John Glenn, Richard Nixon back again. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah that's a good song. Yeah. Um, actually, the first McDonald's restaurant opened in 1940. Well, then why did you just say 62 and I agreed with you? Now I look dumb. No, you're, you're doing great. I am a Sagittarius. We are prone to be silly. You get me every uh, time. And every just time. if Neil Young was listening, I just thought he might get on me for, for spreading some disinformation. Um, this one's for you, Neil. That's, yeah. um, that's a he's Neil always song. listening to our podcast. Well, yes, now he's not because he's anymore. not on Spotify. No, no, you can also listen to our podcast on Apple yeah. or Google. Yeah, but uh, the rest of that stuff did happen in 1962. Great. Um, so, yes, 2021 was the year of the metal ox. We are leaving the metal ox and we are entering the water tiger. And the lunar new year always happens when there is a new moon in Aquarius. That's how mm. the lunar new year is determined. And the new moon in Aquarius is on February 1st, so that's why the Lunar New Year is this Tuesday, February 1st. So it's a new moon, and, you know, it's another new year. I mean, if if January was off to a rocky start for you, and we knew it could be kind of troublesome for a lot of us because we knew we were dealing with a Mercury retrograde and a Venus retrograde to start the year, which can make things tricky, maybe this is the start of your year now. So if you haven't made any um, resolutions and you want to, next week is the perfect time to do that absolutely my year starts february 1 lunar new year right that's that's my plan yeah yeah and we might also start to feel aquarius season a little bit more with the new moon in aquarius i think um we're still feeling a little bit more capricorn right now but we're going to transition more into aquarius um starting by you know the new moon especially by the middle of next week um, what else are we looking at? I mentioned Mercury's going direct. Um, Wednesday, the moon's going to be in Pisces. I always uh, <laughs> make note of when the moon's in Pisces because, at least in my my world, I find it a little tricky to get practical things done. Um, but hopefully also this particular Pisces moon, I am welcoming because it can bring a little levity to things. It can bring a little escapism to things when we do have too much reality. Uh, sometimes the Pisces moon can be a a welcoming thing for that. So Wednesday, Thursday into Friday, we have a Pisces moon, um, Friday, February 4th, the sun is going to form a conjunction with Saturn. The sun is in Aquarius. Saturn is in Aquarius. So that sun-Saturn conjunction, again, I was talking to our friend Laura the other day about that, and and that can impact us in in one of two ways. Uh, The sun-Saturn conjunction can make us feel empowered, make us feel like we can take on 
anything. It can give us a little extra drive, a little extra strength. At the same time, it can kind of sap our energy depending on, on where we're at in, in our particular life. Saturn can also uh, kind of make us, like I mentioned, feel a little depressed, make us feel a little bit gloomy. Um, so just watch for that. If you're feeling that on, on Friday and, and even into Saturday, you might be feeling a little, little Saturn influence there. Um, but also on Friday, Mars in Capricorn is going to form a nice sextile with Jupiter. Mm. So our actions, uh, I mean, that's a good time to expand. I mean, just kind of positive energy in general when Mars and uh, Jupiter are, uh, are dancing in the sky like that. Um, I don't know. That's the gist of it. You get the idea. Uh, thank you, as always, for listening. And uh, we love you. Have a good week. Happy Lunar New Year. And uh, Amy's going to take us out with a couple deep breaths, I think. That's right. Take this moment to make yourself comfortable. You can sit or lie down. You can close your eyes if you like. We're going to take some deep breaths together in through the nose, hold out through the mouth. So let's do that together now. Let's take that deep breath in. And a deep breath out. Once more, deep breath in, and deep breath out. Last one, take a nice deep cleansing breath in, and exhale out. Also, take this moment to release any tension you may be carrying from thinking about Tom Brady retiring. <laughs> release that tension in your shoulders, your jaw your neck, your forehead, just ah, breathe it out. As always, we thank you so much for your support. We thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you again soon.